And first I thought I want to call a guy, a Muslim guy, like a man. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what their view is. Yeah. And then I was like, that's not very insightful because they're just going to be like, because I know what they're going to say. They're just going to say, oh, we don't care. You can eat in front of us. We don't mind. And do you say Ramadan or Ramzan? Either. It doesn't bother me. So I've always said Ramzan, but yeah. since I moved here, I've started saying Ramadan. You're trying I feel to like I'm, in. I'm trying to assimilate too hard. I'm just going to stay say Ramzan. <laughs> you know. I say Ramadan. And See? then say my room. Listen, we say, say, we say Rosa. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Rosa, Seri. Um, anyway, so periods and Ramzan. Um, we hear you know, a range of um, questions about, oh, why aren't you fasting? Um, and for anyone, it's an invasion of privacy and pretty rude, to be honest. Yeah. But because yeah. you don't know what's going on with someone, you know, religion is a personal thing. And most of what you do or don't do is between God and Uncle Shahid doesn't need to know why you're not fasting anyway. Um, but particularly when we're on our period uh, and we have to like pretend like we're not fasting. Have you ever had to do that? Yeah, all the time. I'm in a house full of, look, there's five sisters, including myself and a mom. So there's six females oh, wow. in the house, right? And when you understand when a one female is on her period, you know, within time when you're around that person a lot, your menstrual cycle literally, you know, you're all in sync. This is the key word, it's sync. This is how energy works. Six women so, synced. That's amazing. Not even a joke. It's absolutely like when you're growing up with six menstruating females <laughs> in a month, <laughs> I feel so sorry for my father and my brother. Like, <laughs> do you know? But still, when it comes to Ramadan, every single year, every single one of us in the house will be like, okay, this year, you're going to say to dad, don't ask me a stupid question. Then you're going to tell brother you're on your period. And every year we're like, yeah, um, we don't know what to do. Even though we want to come out and say to them, you shouldn't ask a woman why she's not fasting, this disrespect. Yeah. And especially when I made that video with Isla, I thought, yeah, I had so much power, none whatsoever. <laughs> Still yesterday, I'm like, I'm telling you, it's hard. It is so hard because it's like years of conditioning. You're trying to keep this um, to yourself and it's shameful. And, you know, culture, we're not allowed to tell our brothers or our fathers you know, we're on our periods. It's still a shameful thing, you know. No matter how independent and tough of a woman you are, no matter how many times you've gone viral on a topic, <laughs> when it comes to the crunch, you're still trying to stay away from being um, vocal about it, to be honest. So it's hard still. I feel that. And I think I think part of the reason is because, so we always think that we, we're ashamed of it and we don't want to tell the men about it because they'll feel awkward. but Truly and honestly, we're we're complicit, and it wouldn't continue like this if we didn't take part in it. Yeah. So a lot of the times, it's you know, is the is the woman of is the mom, the woman of the house, who's telling the daughters not to say anything, or the grandmother, mm -hmm. or the sisters within themselves. It, it, it's never a fact of you know the men saying, "Oh, don't tell me about that" kind of thing. Yeah, I think that is a very good point because the older generation 
because you got to remember females have always been seen as a second class right and in our community as well there's a lot of misogynistic ways of approaching this to be um, topic as well and where we forget what religion says and we add mm -hmm. culture on this thing and culturally we are meant to be just seen and not heard remember this right in the asian community especially so whenever we have things to talk about our physical body our uh, mind or wherever we're gonna opinion um you know vocalize or be opinionated about a topic it's almost like we're told from our mothers and our foremothers as well listen don't talk about it, it's shameful, or you're not allowed to express yourself because it's going to be seen as, um, how do I say it, how do you say it? You're letting the honour of the family down or it's not a good yeah. reputation to withhold because you're a woman at the end of the day. And it's crazy because even I hear my mum say it, Chupkar, be quiet, or tell one of the sisters not to be so uh, vocal about it. So you just end up yeah. saying, well, what do you do then? What do you do in this modern society? <laughs> Surely it, there has to comes, be a way. It comes to a point where you're like, actually, it's easier if I just don't say anything. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. The other day, I went to eat something, and I was on my cycle. My brother just walked in. And do you know what I did? I went, oh, not enough salt. And I walked off. I'm like, something. <laughs> Pretending like you're tasting it while cooking. <laughs> you know, not tasting it, tasting it, just at the tip of my tongue. But like, yeah. And I'm like, that's really nice. I'm like, really nice, really. And even as a woman, like you. I, I think outside of just even Ramzan, I remember when I was younger, and though my, my kind of views are slightly different on all of this, um, when you were, when you, when you even started your period, it was for some reason you brought shame to your family which made no sense because that's the most biological thing possible and then it was a matter of I don't know it was it was a feeling of well if when you're on your period you're not allowed to be around people you're not allowed to do things you're not really allowed to have as much fun as as others are because you you can't be in the same situation and which made no sense because it wasn't like oh you can actually go swimming and there's options for that it's no, you're not allowed to go swimming. You're not allowed to go out. Your top has to be long and cover your bum. And you don't want to draw that attention to you as if like that period smell is a, is a sensual smell for people. Like, you know, that's the best yeah. way I can describe it. There was something, there was something really uh, genuinely, and maybe I use the word creepy. There was something really creepy about it when I was younger uh, between, between kind of, you know, within the community. And though I think my, my family weren't as evolved as they are now, there were definitely times when I was younger where I was ashamed to share that I was on my period because I think even within my own household, I'd been felt like it was shameful, even though it was mm. the most natural thing in the world. Mm. Yeah, and that, and that, I mean, that comes from being an adolescent and like your body changing so much and you're, mm -hmm. you're getting used to so many big changes in such a small amount of time and you're not emotionally mature enough to deal with those things. So obviously you're going to pick up the attitudes that are around you. So, you know, if you're, if your mom comes from a conservative background, she will tell you, you know, no, you have to, you can't go swimming and you can't, you can't wear tampons, you have to wear pads, blah, 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 things like that. So obviously we pick up things at such a young age, we pick stuff up without understanding any of it. And over time is when we understand and we're like, actually, why am I doing this? And if you look back at it, there's a lot of fear surrounding this because I know a lot of people never got the talk never knew that this was going to happen 
Mm. Because, I mean, we have sexual education here in the UK, but not not in countries like Pakistan. Uh, but in the and UK, it was optional. So it wasn't compulsory. So, for example, I have been, I've, I'm bred in the UK. I've been here since I was very small. And uh, I wasn't allowed to go into the sex ed class. My parents said no. And, wow. and I was brought up here. So it might be, it might not be um, as, it, it, sorry, it's definitely more than it is in, in other countries, but it's still optional. And so your parents have to sign a letter. Mm-hmm. And then when you do go into such classes, I remember in, in, when I was in year four, I did, I wasn't allowed to go into one. Then I changed primary schools and they had one in year six and you went in. And I remember not actually learning a lot about periods, but learning a lot about like boys. And I was like, there is so much more than just the boy's body like what am I my body and you know it's 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 more than just periods it's nobody tells you your body's changing nobody tells you what what's going to happen nobody tells you how maybe for some people including myself how painful it is or what to expect and and equally nobody mm-hmm. nobody tells you what what you should do and how you should take care of it you know the same way that we speak about you know have um you can have as as an example you know when you're uh, so, so for example there's so many different products out there but nobody really tells you which one's for you, which one's organic, which one's biodegradable, which one's better. And also, uh, none of these products have the balls to actually show blood in any of their adverts. They show the blue liquid. like. Mm, but we have slasher movies at the same time, slashing other people's throats, and that blood's fine. <laughs> they're, afraid to, they're afraid to say what they're actually doing. Like, what is that mentality? I think most of it comes from like the disgust of blood, the fear of blood. And then to think it's coming from the private parts, it's like, whoa. You know, I don't think it's a fear of blood. I think fear is a fear in itself. Like it's it's lack of understanding and this mystery about what happens during that week. Um, Because... The same men who watch, um, you know, these really violent movies or play violent video games where they're shooting everyone, there's blood everywhere, will be the same people who will get really awkward when someone brings up that they're on their period. And it's like, so it's not a fear of blood. Like, you shave every day. I'm sure you get cuts all the time. But That is a very fair point as well. And I think we do it to ourselves. I, I genuinely do think there's a there's a perspective, Zoha, you mentioned it before, and then Nadia, you echoed it, that, that shame is we're socialized into that shame so we have to break and unlearn what we've already been learned to make things better and so I'm sitting here today talking about this topic but I remember when I first started um kind of hanging out with with my other half I remember the first time I was in my period I wouldn't go see him because a part of me was like oh but he's not going to see want to see me here and now and he's not going to want to hang out with me and oh my God, I must be, I, I don't even know what went through it. And this was a few years ago. It was not even like it was in like, you know, 15th century. It was, in, <laughs> how old are you? And I remember, I remember very clearly being like, I'm not going to go see him because I'm on my period. What if he finds out? He wouldn't want to even hold my hand. And then I went, I think I've told him that. And he's like, you are the stupidest person I've ever met. I was like, I don't know what else Aww. to think. <laughs> I remember, like, I educate a lot of females um, about... I think it's very important for females to be educated about periods more than anything else. It's the governing thing that controls our emotions. Our hormones are forever changing. We probably get two weeks to be sane, you know, before we go through the ordeal the week before and then the actual period. 
And I started talking about this on my Facebook early on in my career. And I was giving advice to females how to look after their emotionally, emotional mental health, what goes on inside our brains when we become sensitive, emotion, why? You know, understanding our behavior and understanding what dictates it is a beautiful understanding of how to manage it, right? And I, I, I kid you not, I had men in my inbox, Muslim men telling me, or Asian men, shall I say, you shouldn't talk about things um, that are shameful. You shouldn't be vocalizing and do not have any higher and do not have any um, self-respect for yourself. I'm like, um, excuse me, but how do you think you are here born in this planet? How do you think you came to this existence? I was going to say, I was A woman, say, hey guys. Hey guys, guess who made periods? Yeah. Big man, Allah. <laughs> yeah. And I said to and I challenged this guy who actually saw me outside the station once because he follows me and he was questioning me why. And I said, why not? I go, do you have children? Yes. I go, how do you think the children had to come into this world? Your woman had to have a period. You are here because, believe it or not, your mom had a period as well. Shut down conversation. I'm like, see you later. Bye. And so I started doing it more and more and more. And I realized it wasn't necessarily um, the black community or the white community. It was my community that had a lack of understanding, both for females and men. Females were trying to keep it hush, hush. So they didn't shame themselves up. And men were trying to suppress women talking about it because they didn't want to face up to the fact, you know, this thing's happening. And men are not silly. They they know what periods are, but they still find a way to make you feel like, oh, disgusting or something. And th that's why I do it more. I'm like, no, I'm going to break this barrier. And the more we talk about it, the more it becomes normalized, right? The fact that not enough females talk about it from certain backgrounds, it becomes a stigmatized topic. And therefore, we become this invisible thing that we shouldn't talk about or tackle. And it shouldn't be the case at all. But I guess yeah. my issue to your point is that you're, it, you obviously have to educate a lot of the men and, and rightfully so because they don't know what we're going through, right? So that's a different argument. My issue lies with the woman. My issue lies with the aunties and the mothers and the sisters and, and, and the cousins and those before us and those after us and, and those around us who are, who are making us feel like we can't talk about it and who make us feel so small when we do. Um, and and I know from my own experience, you know, my mom is absolutely amazing, and 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 so are the the ladies in my life. But when I was younger, and when they were evolving, and you know, their mentality is Pakistani, but now they've been kind of grown up here, they had to evolve too. So the same conversations they had with me, they're not having with my siblings because they're having far more conversations with them. And so for me, I kind of how do I say this? I don't agree with the men, right? But first and foremost issue is, is is this behavior that we have amongst women within our own community like we're not the most supportive and we're not the most forthcoming when it comes to having these conversations um and then if the men don't see we're collected a collective sorry then it gives us more it gives them more fuel to be like well we shouldn't have that conversation if that makes sense yeah and also from like of course the issue is that we like all everything that's misogynist and all the only reason it prevails is because uh women are colluding you know and it wouldn't be as successful if we we didn't accept it but we do 
and a lot of the bad guys are our moms or our grandmothers or people from previous generations or even people from this generation. But in terms of the the religious side of it, I think one of the issues is that um, the interpretations are so restricted because most religions, the heads of most religions are men. Um, and so a lot of religions are interpreted by men for men. And so there's a lot of lack of understanding of what women go through. Um, but equally, as I said, women are complicit um, in any household. So even like Nazia's household, there's six women in that household and two men. They are the majority, but it's still happening. And the only reason is because we, we take the cultural taboos and we don't challenge them. Well, it's funny because you touched on this thing where you just said the religion men interpret it for men, right? Mm -hmm. And when we come to the understanding of menstrual cycles in the Hadith and what's quoted maybe as well, Allah ordained this for us, for the biological body to work in a way. And we have to follow it and we have to give ourselves a break. There's a reason why we have to not fast. And... and it it says hadith says that you know if you have your period then the act of not fasting and not praying is an act of worship itself because allah wants you to take care of yourself during that week so yeah. pretending like you do have um you don't have a period and pretending like you are fasting and i i know people who the lie gets so far ahead that they go to the mosque while they're on their period because they're so ashamed of saying that i, I can't go because i'm on my period because everyone's going you know, but also a fear of being excluded from all these activities. Like you go to people's house for iftar, you pray together at mosques, um, and you know everyone in the family sits together and eats sehri and iftari, and you're going to be excluded from all of that. And of course, we're basing this conversation right now just on Ramzan, but this is a common occurrence. Mm. Again, I talk for the brown community in, in the in the culture that we are in. So regardless of what religion you are, because your culture comes from a very similar place and it's enriched from a similar place, you have these or we have these perceptions of regardless of the religion, no matter what religion you are, if you're a female and you're in your period, you can't go to the temple. Or the words that are used against you are you're unpure or you're dirty. And I think growing up with those words, that's what starts getting in your head. You're like, Am I unpure? Because you're not. It's it, you're you're you know you're really not in that in that sense. But the fact is that someone calls you unpure, calls you dirty, you know, calls you, um, you kind of think you're not worthy, and it definitely impacts the confidence side. But every 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 again, I think one of one of the points you made before was, you know, we're not talking a white or, or black community. We're talking about like Asians and particularly South Asians. The culture plays such a big impact on what we're doing. But it's also not someone calling you dirty or calling you unclean because no one's going to outwardly say that to you. But it's the attitudes around it when you're on your period, like you won't be allowed to do the things that you normally do. And it's it's weird because when I'm on my period, like my brain doesn't shut down. I can still do stuff, you know. So why, why am I not? <laughs> I think, you know, like... Um... <laughs> There's a few points here as well, like ancestral behavior is passed down to the other generations and we pick up all of these things and we end up um, acting on them as well. Like even if you go out like a few times when we, last year, going out, being able to eat carefree and there's a Muslim guy who's serving you food, they know you're Muslim right or you're not fasting sister no I'm on my period Ugh, too much information <laughs> 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 
<laughs> exactly. Why would you even put yourself in a position to ask a stupid question, right? And I'll just sit there and I'll be like, you asked. Why am I going to lie in the time of Ramadan? Don't make me lie, bro. <laughs> yeah, is, is lying worse? Like, in my head, it's like, I feel like lying is much worse than actually being on your period and like, just not fasting. Like, I in my head, that's the worst sin ever, like lying. Oh my, um, oh my God. But that- also we touched on how uh, this is most mostly about the Asian community, but let's not forget that literally every other community has the same, maybe not to that extent, maybe not as widespread, but, you know, Nepalese girls are actually isolated and confined to separate huts when they're on their period. Um, Indian girls can't go to school when they're on their period. Nuns in some parishes, not all, um, when they're on their period, they're not allowed to receive communion or drink holy water or kiss icons and relics and crosses. So it's not just Asians or Muslims, you know. Yeah. It's it's a widespread issue. And all the, like, when I was earlier talking about the adverts that are afraid to show blood, those adverts are not probably not made by Asians. They're made by white people for white people as well. So it's like, oh, my God, the one that frustrates me the most is when they have ads for, like, hair removal for women, so whether it's creams or razors, and they show the woman shaving a shaved leg, they're so afraid of showing hair. I'm like, <laughs> bro, I don't know how your product works. So is that our next project? Because to me, it sounds like a challenge. I'm not gonna lie, that's what it sounds like to me is that we need to do a LKKG real uh, advert of a real woman of some kind. We're like expectations versus reality. But you know what's another thing I love as well? Um, going back to the mothers, when you tell them that you're using a tampon. I can't. Freak out. Freak out. No. You know, they end up giving you their own version of biological lessons, sex education, Islamic. No, why everything. No, I just got I just got beat up. What do you yeah, mean? She actually got she actually got my mother slapped. Actually slapped. My mother did not even try to give me a lesson. She just no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of my uh, one of the best mom stories I have. Um, and again, I say my mom is like the same mom that I talk about is not the mother that exists today. So when you meet my mom, you'd be like, I, I just don't believe you because she's super different. Um, but I remember when I was when I was younger, I. <laughs> I started my period and I remember I was in Tesco and and my mom just wasn't having it. Like she just wasn't okay with it. And I was like, I, I don't know what's happening. I remember I walked to her and I was like, uh, there's, there's blood in my knickers. And she was, she just like literally whacked me. She's like, go get some pads. I was like, I don't know what that is, but I'll go try And then a couple of years later, I, um, I, I like found a tampon and I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to try this. I think I must've been like, 1415 um and I remember trying it but did not work right just just can't do it a lot of it just did not work for me and so anyways I was like right it's fine I'll just do it in one of those like uh lavender smelly sanitary bags and put it in the bin I was like yeah that's not an issue and then I was downstairs making dry and my mom came and she's like but then I was like huh I was like I don't I don't think I did anything because because to me that's not something I did I, I don't know what I did She's like, are you going to tell everyone what you did? I was like, I didn't do anything because I'm like actually quite a good kid. So I was like, I don't know what I've done. Anyway, she tried to probe me and then she took me to the room and she just got something and hit me. And I was like, I don't know what I've done. She's like, 
what is this? And then she like took the tampon out the little bag that I put in the bin and was like, what is this? I was like, a tampon. She's like, blah, 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 blah. Don't use it. Something about something virginity. But I don't remember because she was just like, like, I, I was just, um, I think I was beaten up by like a hanger or something. I don't really remember the conversation. But oh, I remember oh. the vibe. I'm not going to lie. I remember the vibe and this, this was the vibe. And then, <laughs> ironically, uh, last September, so kind of, you know, fast forward a good good 14 years, we went to Turkey and we went to a hammam and I was in my period. The same lady who beat me up gave me a tampon and was like, just, just go use it. It's fine, just go use it. I, was like, I don't know how to use it because you ruined it for me. She's like, you never use it in your life. I was like, no, because I don't know how to use it because when I tried to use it, it hit me. So since then, I've never used one. So it's like, I don't know what to do. And then... I had the same lady trying to like visually tell me what to do and it was uh, yeah it's incredible so traumatic honestly but you know what's crazy yeah you know what's crazy as well when we were in Bangladesh when we were like 14 and everything um you know we were shy of opening up about periods and everything with the boys and our father and our brother but back home in the village it's a whole different way of looking at periods. They do not, like, see how we're talking about this? No, it's a no conversation goes on and everything. I mean, back home in a village, they use cloth and we have the pleasure of using sanitary towels, tampons and everything. And I remember we were in a hotel in Silla and one of my cousins, um, we, we, my father used to, like, my father knows about periods. I mean, he actively goes, went out in the past to go and buy products, obviously not telling us, but with our mums, right? And then I remember this cousin, um, she was trying to use a pad and everything, and she came out of the toilet and it was all torn apart. And I'm like thinking, okay, um, obviously we have two different dimensions of looking at periods where they don't know how to access these feminine um products that we had the luxury of using and everything and I was just like wow we take so many things for granted okay maybe we can't vocalize to our fathers and our brothers but they're not dumb they still have knowledge of certain things whereas back home our cousins nobody talks about this nobody gives them an, them an education or they just can't it's a whole different lifestyle for them up there isn't it as well yeah, and it's, I mean, we, we t- like you said, we take things for granted. Like, the fact is that a lot of countries like Bangladesh and Pakistan and the villages, they don't even have sanitary products. They don't even have yeah. tampons or pads. Um, and they're just reusing cloth. And that's another reason why so many girls miss school. And eventually, yeah. I mean, a lot of girls stop going to school when they get periods. And completely, not just for that week, but completely. Because yeah. A, that means that she's ready for a husband. But B... It's embarrassing because you don't know when you're going to get your period. It could be any time. Fine, we can count our cycles. We have apps and everything, but not everyone has that luxury. And not everyone has the luxury of underwear. Girls don't wear underwear in villages. So where does yeah. the pad go? You know? Crazy. They don't have the luxury of getting painkillers. Yeah. So there's period poverty is a very serious issue. Oh, yeah. Um, and, I mean, there's a lot of people who talk about it, and there's a lot of amazing entrepreneurs who are doing things about it. Um. But again, I think that the progress of that movement is hindered by the cultural taboo of yeah. periods, you know. And the fact is that women like us have to still hide it or dance around the subject. So how can we help? You know, how can we change it? I think it's, it all starts with um, having a dialogue 
right? Like that video we did, it went viral, right? It was an accidental viral clip. My brother saw it. And most of my cousins saw it 100%. And even then, my brother was like, oh, it was silly. It was dumb and everything. And I'm like thinking, no, don't try to um, wash this down because this is a real topic we actually did in humor. And this is real life things like telling your brothers and your family members, men in the house, you have to go to the dentist or you vomited or this and that just to hide a period. It's just ridiculous. And it all starts with females, whether you are in the limelight, whether you're not, it's just slowly, slowly retraining yourself to say, yeah, listen, I'm going to be honest, I'm on my period and letting men know that it's not something to be shameful about and for them to actually say, okay, cool, let's just respect the fact that her body's going through changes, she's not going to be fasting, no point in asking questions. Like my brother, every suhood time, when one sister is missing, where is that sister, where is that sister? The third time, he'll eventually get it. But it will take him at least a few times, where is that sister, for him to understand, oh, okay, maybe she's not fasting. Just it's such it's a different world for them you know it's not the because for us it's the first thing we think of yeah but it's not for them you know yeah um so oh sorry one of the comments you made is really interesting so obviously if someone watches the video they're like oh that's dumb that's dumb but I've also seen it from the other side where 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 boys are equally like actually we don't know if we can talk about it or how can we yeah. help get involved so I'm very 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 grateful that like my younger brother for example he, he's the youngest we can talk about it really openly now in my house. So my younger brother, you know, has done it for my sister and he he knows when something's up. So he will like actively go and make us a cup of tea or we have like this warm thing that we put in the microwave. He'd go warm it up for her and give it to her without her asking. Aww. And then once I got over my fear with my other half and told him, you know, I get periods too, it's fine. So, you know, monthly when that happens, for example, he has like a tub of ice cream ready for me and he'll treat me to my favorite food and he will have a hot water bottle ready and you know he's the one who literally goes out and buys me I don't think I don't know if he wants me to say all this actually but he's the one who like goes out and actually buys me like uh, organic bamboo pads and he's the one who's like don't put the tampon because you don't need to and it hurts you know he he is that biggest change advocate but then I'm sure that the people around him would not think of him like that because equally the conversation doesn't exist and you know to your point yes we need to communicate and we need to sit them down and be like it's okay to talk about this but equally it's okay to also talk about what you want to talk about so as boys if you're going through puberty and you want to you want to talk about it we'll talk about it to you as well and see if we can we can help each other in in, in understanding what our bodies are going through um because you know it's one thing to have education in school and it's another thing to have uh people sharing it online but it's it's you know not everybody has that comfort level or accessibility or, or or kind of even awareness of where do you even go you know that's a really beautiful thing that you said earlier before um your boyfriend doing those things and I think you know what's a beautiful idea as well we have access to social media that is just there like if we had men who do that with a hashtag with a period love or something men doing that for their girlfriends or their wives other men will see and take notice and they will probably pay attention because in relationships when a woman is going through those changes as well men um, fail to understand why so it becomes an argument but the moment you say to them look this is what's going on and this is what I would love from you and chocolates and warmth and hugs and you know the affection 
it creates such a beautiful, like, oh, I can breathe. So maybe we can start with men tagging and doing good things for their girlfriends or their wives. You know, it makes a huge difference. Huge Share difference. the love. Yeah. Share love. Period love. Yeah, and that's, hashtag. That's, yeah, hashtag period love. That's how we're going to break down the barriers. That's the only way to break down the stigma by just talking about it, accepting it. My name is Sonia and my beautiful co-host is Zoha. We look forward to hearing what you have to say. Please do get in touch via our socials, which are at LKKG Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and LKKG Podcast at gmail.com.